Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I am so glad that you're here. As you can see, once again, I am uh, continuing to write on my new book. Thank you for your prayers, as I believe that God's anointing is really flowing, and I'm having a lot of fun writing this book. So I'm going to keep uh, working away on it during the weekdays because it helps me to keep making wonderful progress on it. Praise God. So I'll keep you posted on that. But I want to uh, come together with you and share something interesting about how the enemy tries to work, and yet God can allow you to see through it and walk in His light and walk in His blessing. So let's take our Bibles today and open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And let us go down to verse 16, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You today that Your Word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path, and that today we can walk in it and enjoy the wonderful blessings and benefits associated with following after You and living in Christ. We ask, O oh God, that as we go into Your Word, there would be illumination, that as we say, O oh God, the light would be turned on, and that we keep the light on. We thank You, Father. We thank you for your help in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's take a look today at a couple of verses. Uh, verse 16, Paul the Apostle says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, so verse 17, going into the, the statement, therefore, is a sum total of what he has been talking about in this chapter, and he pulls it together uh, with a very amazing statement in verse 17, which is actually a quote from Isaiah chapter 52, verse 11. If you really want to read something refreshing and uplifting as far as turning your heart back to the Lord, then just slowly read through Isaiah 52. It's a beautiful chapter, and meditate on, excuse me, meditate on it, and you can really catch the heart of personal revival. Now, uh, verse 17, Therefore, come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. So, uh, when he is saying, come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord, Paul, of course, being a Jew, being very knowledgeable of the Scriptures, uh, knew that this was something written in what we know as Isaiah 52, verse 11. And this was a, an exodus out, not of Egypt, but out of Babylon. And this is a time when the Lord was saying to His people, you know what, come out. And particularly to the priest, uh, you know, don't even touch anything on your way out that will make you unclean. Well, it says here, Come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Praise the Lord. Well, I believe when we take time for personal holiness, for developing that, consecration, and being set apart. That's what sanctification means. It means that your life is set apart unto the Lord. I believe that when we do that, you really see God move in your life as a Father. And Heavenly Father is our Father, and He wants to do so many things for us. 
But I believe that we can limit God through disobedience. I believe we can frustrate the Holy Spirit through making uh, wrong choices and living in a way that would grieve the Holy Spirit. And so it says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Now, look at verse 1 of the following chapter. Therefore, having these promises, which, which is one of the main promises, is God being a Father to you in a very real, a very tangible way that you know He's taking really good care of you. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Well, Paul writing to the church in Corinth, he's working with some believers that have come out of a lot of uh, heavy pagan idolatry background. And the uh, city of Corinth was known as being very sinful. It'd be like a, kind of like a modern day Las Vegas. And uh, people get saved, uh, people get born again, washed with the blood of Jesus. You're now in the kingdom of God, but you have to begin to learn to live by the standards of God and the promises of God. And these things challenge us. And Paul said, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Well, there's so many things in the world today, uh, much more than there was in Corinth, that have the ability today to reach us and touch us from all angles. And so there needs to be a constant cleansing, a constant separation, because we are supposed to be walking close to the Lord. It actually says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I think there are so many things today that can cause impurity and defilement. You know, one of the things is music. And there's, there's worldly music all around us. And a lot of this music uh, is just loaded with all kinds of uh, ungodly words and ungodly lyrics. And you know, if you listen to those types of things, it will bring a defilement within your spirit. And that's why it says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. There are uh, many, how can I say, options of recreation and entertainment that we have at our fingertips that no generation ever on the history of the earth has ever had access to. So the last 6,000 years of human history, uh, they are very different now uh, compared to the way that we are able to live our lives today. You can go to your television, and if you have internet, you can download almost any movie that you want right into your own home. You don't even have to go to the movie theater, but you know the flip side of that is that you now have the ability to bring profanity into your very own house. And you can bring all types of uh, you know, horrible things into your house through television and through the internet. But my friends, because of the culture in which we live today, it says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You know, I had a young brother one time tell me that uh, the Lord began to bless him financially, and he went out and bought the largest television that he could buy at that time. And he said later, he said, you know what, that became a real snare for him because, you know, now everything's in high definition and he's able to watch TV. And, you know, he'd come home from work and just uh, sit there, watch TV for four or five hours, and he'd do that every single day. Well, you know, you're looking at something like that. That's about 35 hours uh, a week of just watching television. 
And, but you know what? When you're, when you're putting that much in, that, that much stuff of the world in, with all the commercials, and you have a lot of Christians, they'll gobble up the commercials. They won't mute the commercials. It doesn't matter what the commercial is. They watch it. And there are some Christians, bless their heart, it doesn't matter what the movie is. They're going to watch it because they want to see the latest or the newest movie. But all of these things can be a source of uncleanness. And it can really clog up your faith. It can clog up your walk with God. Now, the good thing is you can get it flushed out real quick. I mean, you can turn in just a minute. You can take your heart, turn to the Lord. It doesn't even take a minute and begin to go after the Lord. Instead of drinking from all these worldly sources, you can begin to turn to the Lord and drink from Him. But I think what's very important for you to know as a Christian, as you're wanting to mature in your walk with God and go forward in the things of God, is that spirituality, being a mature believer, is more than, than just doing the right things. You know, it's more than just praying. It's more than just tithing. It's more than just giving. It's more than just fasting. Those things are good. It's more than just reading your Bible. But it, it's a package deal. Spirituality requires that you have the complete package. So it's not that you're just doing some good things, but it's also that you're cutting off the negative. Because you could pray for an hour and then go, go out and watch a secular movie for two hours, and that two-hour movie just wash away any presence of God that you had, wash away any mindset of God that you had. So these are things that we have to be mindful of. And the Lord told this people, He said, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. So if you do that, and there is a separation, an intentional separation in your life, you'll see the Heavenly Father really taking care of you as a good father does. But I think, I think in today's world and today's society, you can get yourself real dirty real quick. And there needs to be a setting apart that we consider our lives holy. We consider ourselves the temple of the Holy Spirit, that God lives on the inside of us, and that there needs to be cleansing from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfecting holiness perfecting holiness. In other words, it's an ongoing experience. It's never like you arrive at a point and you say, I'm so holy now that I can't go any higher. No, my friends, it's perfecting it. It's working it out, walking with the Lord. And, you know, you begin to realize, you know, if these things grieve the Holy Spirit, if these things bring uncleanness or defilement into my life, I, I'm going to start dealing with that. I'm going to cut that off. And if you'll do that, you'll really see the blessing of God begin to come into your life. See, it's, it's interesting because when you wake up in the morning, here's a good test of spirituality. When you wake up in the morning, you know, you get out of bed, you brush your teeth, or you're getting your coffee ready. What begins to come into your mind? What type of thoughts begin to come into your mind? Well, I can answer that for you. Usually the thoughts that begin to percolate while the, car, while, while the coffee's percolating, usually the thoughts that begin to come up in your mind, even when you're not even really wanting to think about anything, they just start coming up, it's going to be what you were last thinking of before you went to sleep the night before. So if you watched a movie the night before that was two hours, you're going to wake up in the morning and just without even trying to think about it, 
images and glimpses of that movie will begin to come back into your mind. If you watched a, a sporting event the night before, the next morning while you're getting up and getting ready, your mind will want to revisit what it was last having plugged into it and what it was last being fed. So just, just drinking your coffee, what's going to come up is all of that activity that you saw the night before. So here's the thing, if you're desperate for, let's say uh, from the natural perspective, if you're, if you're desperate for physical healing, the last thing that you need to be doing is saturating yourself with all of this stuff from the world. There needs to be a sanctification. There needs to be a setting apart where you're not pumping yourself full of stuff that's unclean, you know, three or four hours of sports, and you're gobbling up everything in between, beer commercials and, you know, uh, you know, every other carnal thing that you could possibly imagine. But what you're doing instead, you're sitting down in your chair before you go to sleep with your Bible, and you are reading your Bible for an hour out loud. Wow. And you know what will happen? You'll wake up in the morning, and without even trying to think about it, without even trying to be, how can I say, spiritual, without even trying to make it happen, scriptures will start coming up. The Word will start coming up. But my friends, if, you're, if you are feeding on all of these carnal things of the world, it will begin to gobble up your, your way of thinking. It will be what's on your mind. And when you need your faith to respond, your faith will be weak, and it will not have the strength to grab a hold of the promises of God. But if you are perfecting holiness in the great respect and reverence and in the fear of God, then scriptures will come up. Songs, Christian songs, songs of the Lord will come up, and you will begin to go forth, and you will walk in the joy of the Lord, and you, my friends, will go from blessing to blessing. Praise the Lord. So remember, your spirituality, it, it takes... It takes pulling the whole thing together. We have, to do, we have to do the various things. We need to be complete in our walk with the Lord. It's not just that you prayed or read your Bible, but it's also that you're cutting off these other things that would steal and rob your heart from the rich Word of God dwelling in you, and the Word gets choked and suffocated and, and it's not producing in your life, okay? So it's not just moving forward in the Lord by Scripture and prayer, but it's also cutting things off. And you have to come out of Babylon. That doesn't mean you leave the planet. That's not the solution. The solution is to walk in the Spirit. You want to be walking in the Spirit on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. I want to talk a little bit more about this. I want to go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And in the context where Paul was referring to Satan as an angel of light, uh, let's talk about that a little bit because it can really help us. Uh, verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And so obviously Paul was having uh, trouble with false apostles coming in acting like they're the real deal. You know, in order to, to be a counterfeit, you have to have some genuine. You can't just have all lies. You have to be able to mix it up a little bit. And so that's, that's why they're, they're false. But it says in verse 14, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself 
into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So, uh, in a sense, I, I don't really want to bring out the full context that uh, this is referring to false apostles, but I want you to understand that Satan is able to transform himself into an angel of light. And the reason that so many of God's people are gobbling up everything except for spiritual things is because that the devil can make it appear so enticing. And you know what? There is beautiful music out there in the world. And when I say beautiful, I'm not saying it's biblical, but I tell you what, some of the music and the harmonies and maybe, maybe the person singing it has such an amazing voice that it's almost like hip hypnotic. It's almost like, um, you know, it, it kind of like just draws you in. You think that is just so beautiful. But you know what? At the same time, it can be lethal. It can be toxic. It can be sensual. It could be laced with words of lust and sensuality and worldliness and things like that. But you know what? If you just listen to that and play that stuff on your radio or play those things in your vehicle or, you know, you put your, uh, your earphones in and you listen to that, I'll tell you what, that will make you unclean and that will choke the Word and you will not be able to walk in the Spirit. You will be walking in the flesh. And the reason that the enemy, Satan, presents it this way is that he comes as an angel of light. He'll make it look uh, uh, shiny with all the glitter and all the glitz, and he'll make it sound beautiful. But you know what? The cross is not in that. The power of Christ is not in that. And that does nothing but appeal to your flesh. You need to be very careful with these things because if you, if you just dabble in that and you live in that, you will, you will not be able to walk in the Spirit and you will not be able to manifest the blessings and the power of God in your life. So it says, Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So you want to watch out for these types of things because the enemy wants you to feed on these things, listen to these things. You know what? Sometimes you see teenagers and they've got their, their earplugs in. Now, of course, we have wireless earplugs and you could just sync it with your Bluetooth. You don't even have to have the cord. And so th these things make it more convenient. But sometimes you see young people going around for four or five hours listening to music, listening to music. And you have to understand for the last 6,000 years of human history, we were not able to do this. Uh, you know, it, maybe you heard music once a week and that was it. And in between, you didn't hear music unless somebody was literally playing a guitar. Uh, but they didn't have all of this recorded, uh, downloadable music or just, how can we say, on-demand music. But you see, not just young people, but even uh, older people just constantly listening to music, listening to music. Why are they doing that? Because it's real hard to stop. Because Satan, as an angel of light, makes it, he makes it sound so good that it's almost like brain candy. Brain candy. And you know... Many years back, back in the 70s and 80s, drugs were called dope. And the word dope comes from the word dopamine, which is an endorphin that your brain releases every time that there's pleasure. Now, this can be a good thing. If you work hard and you uh, achieve and, uh, and 
award or you've done something where you are honored and you know you work for it then dopamine is released you get that sense of satisfaction you feel happy and uh, it feels good but you know what what they found out with drugs is that when you when you would take these drugs lsd or uh, these various uh, hallucinogenic drugs what it was doing was causing your brain to release masses amounts of dopamine and so then a druggie comes off their drug high and they're constantly trying to get back to that high level of pleasure that they found through that drug experience. And what they're basically trying to do is, they don't really know it, but they're trying to get their brain to release that huge secretion of dopamine. And dopamine can be released when people watch pornography. Dopamine can be released through the pleasure of food. And uh, it's possible that food can uh, be so loaded up with uh, uh, MSG and other types of things that it's even hard to stop eating it and uh, and your brain is releasing dopamine and all of these things are going on that it's hard it's hard to flip the switch off that's what's taking place with music and that's why people are listening to it for hours and hours and hours why because that song is causing dopamine to be released in your brain it makes you happy so you listen to it five times ten times thirty times because it sounds so good and the beat sounds so wonderful and you listen to it over and over and over and over and over and it, uh, eventually your brain adjusts to it, you get used to it and the secretion of dopamine stops. And so now you've got to go on and find the new song, okay? But it's very important, my friends, to understand that when you walk with the Lord, the Lord can be the fullness of joy that you're seeking in his presence is fullness of joy in other words the most rewarding the most highest level of brain experience and spiritual experience that you could have is with the lord and in the presence of the lord so we really need to be feeding on the lord oh, what will happen is you you listen to a song five six seven times uh, and yet you're trying to believe the god uh, you're trying to believe god for promises and trying to believe for god for miracles but you'll wake up and scripture will not be on your mind, that song will be on your mind. And you don't even want to think about it, but here it comes again. Here it comes again. Why? Because all of these things are coming in. And here's the problem. Many of these things are unclean. They're worldly. They're dirty. They're from Babylon. When I say Babylon, I'm not really referring to the ancient city there in Iraq. I'm talking about a Babylonian system, a fallen system, a system that doesn't want anything to do with God, that is involved in dirty sin. So if you're ingesting all of these things into your ears and your eye gates and into your spirit, it will choke the word and it will really uh, slow down your walk with God. Doesn't mean that you're not saved, but it does mean that as a Christian, you will really struggle when it comes to seeing God's blessings come forth in your life. Praise God. So watch out for the devil uh, trying to come to you as an angel of light through movies, okay? Sure, it might be uh, enjoyable to watch. Everything is getting blown up. Everything is exploding. But at the same time, there's profanity. There's ladies with uh, low-cut uh, uh, dresses and things like that. And then, you know, a guy watches a movie like that, then he can't understand why he's having lust problems. <laughs> It's because of what you're ingesting. It's what you're feeding yourself with. And if you, if you take all this junk and filth of the world and you just gobble it up, you just watch it, you listen to it, uh, I tell you what, it will bring a, a form of defilement. And so there needs to be sanctification. 
Praise the Lord. You know, and these are things that are between you and the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit work these things out with you in your prayer life and just say, Lord, are there some things that would really help my walk with you if I not only did things that are right that I know to do, but I also cut off and stop doing some things that are wrong that are detrimental. Okay, so it, again, it's the package deal. You got to pull it all together. You can't just uh, have one area working. Your spiritual walk with God is symmetry. Everything's balanced. Everything's in order. So I just really felt that the Holy Spirit uh, to share that I, I feel the Holy Spirit emphasizing that the enemy is coming to some of you as an angel of light. You love your music. You love the beat. You love the rhythm. But the words are toxic. So, you know, you need to talk with the Lord about what you're going to do about that. Uh, some of you are uh, maybe watching your favorite uh, sitcom or your favorite uh, half-hour television show. And you, you like it because of the content. And you like it because of the theme. But along with that, you're getting a boatload of crude humor and coarse jesting and all kinds of other stuff that really is very ungodly. So you, you have to work all of that out with the Lord. Some of you guys are watching sports and uh, you're, you're watching things that, you know, you're, you're not just getting the game, you're getting everything else that goes along with it. Uh, the crudeness of it, the, the, uh, the coarseness of it. You know, a, a very good minister said that he used to love boxing. And uh, this was just like a passion of his, boxing, boxing. And uh, he would slip off and go to, uh, you know, boxing tournaments. And he felt like the Holy Spirit was dealing with him because, you know, the atmosphere of a boxing tournament is not something where, you know, Christ is lifted up. It doesn't matter if the boxer puts scripture verses on his shorts. No, boxing has a very hedonistic atmosphere at these, uh, you know, fights and so forth. And so, anyhow, to make a long story short, he ends up getting a front row seat to the heavyweight championship of the world title match. And he's there, and he's so happy that he's on the front row. And, you know, he said they, they came in there with the cameras. I can't remember who was covering it, maybe NBC or somebody like that. But they, they pan, you know, who the audience, who's in the audience, and they put the camera right on him. And he said, you know what? It came to me, the realization, the thought, what do all of my ministry partners think of me sitting here watching this fight when in between every round there's a woman going around with a scorecard telling what round it is, and she's hardly got any clothes on. And most of the people in here are all unsaved. They're all heathens. They're all cursing. They're all gambling. They're all half drunk. <laughs> and he just thought, what am I doing here? And uh, he said in that same fight that, you know, he, uh, he said hello to the person sitting next to him. And the person sitting next to him said, oh, yeah, hi. He said, what do you do? And that guy said, well, I'm a minister. He said, and the man said, a minister. He said, what in the world are you doing here with, the, with us, a bunch of sinners? And you know what? He said that whole experience really humbled him. He couldn't even enjoy the fight because it was so carnal and so base and so crude that he left that, that ring and he left that atmosphere and he went on to write a book about holiness that, that I actually bought the book. It was a very good book. But my friends, I think that we, we need to look at our lives. And I know there's a lot of things in our culture that even guys in the church, they're really into. They're really into MMA, mixed martial arts. And it doesn't matter if a guy beats another guy to, to a pulp. 
and does it brutally or even does it egotistically. You got Christians that'll sit there and watch that. I think it's horrible. And now you've got women out there beating each other up, kicking each other in the head, knocking each other out, uh, things like that. And it's, I, let me share it with you. It's going to get worse. Uh, now I've heard they've legalized bare knuckle fighting. No gloves, just, you know, uh, fist straight to the face or wherever. This stuff is, this is the Roman gladiator spirit where the people would get drunk. The spectators would get almost like drunk and uh, off the blood of the gladiators and off the, the blood of those who are getting pulverized and beaten to death uh, for their own uh, carnal enjoyment. My friends, we are living in those types of days. But I, I'm telling you, to look at stuff like that uh, will defile you. And when you wake up in the morning, that's what's, that's what's going to be on your mind because that's what you're putting in. Uh, but if you put the Word in and you begin cutting off, see, it's not just putting the Word in because if you read, if you read the Bible and wash yourself with the Word and then turn that television on and sit down for two hours and watch all kinds of junk, then you will dilute all the good that you just did. So it's not just doing the right thing, it's also shutting off the wrong thing, and then you'll really begin to get airborne spiritually. Praise God. Father, I pray for everybody that's watching. We thank you that we're not under legalism in the sense where there are all, all kinds of rules of can't do this and we can't do that. But Father, we are under the law of love. And Father, if we really love people, then we wouldn't want to see a lot of these things that we look at or listen to. Thank you, Father. We ask you for discernment and wisdom and for the fear of the Lord to be strongly in our lives. We praise you. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you that David said in Psalm 19 that the fear of the Lord is clean. We thank you, Father, that Paul the Apostle said that we are to practice holiness in the fear of God. So, Father, we just thank you. We just give you praise that we are shutting things off and closing things off. Your people are making those moves today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know what? I want to say something just for a moment about these, uh, these movie channels. You know what? If it's too much of a temptation, then you just need to unsubscribe. You need to completely cut it off because if that creates a problem in your life, then, and you know, it's, it's too hard to deal with, then just cut it off. Just uh, unsubscribe from it, disconnect it, unplug the cable or the satellite dish or whatever it might be because your spirituality is more important. Your walk with God is more important than all of that stuff. And as you cut those things off, replace them with the Lord. Begin to fill yourself up with the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My friends, let's take Holy Communion. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. These are very interesting times in which we live, and God is bringing us closer and closer to Him. Praise the Lord. 1 John chapter 2, verse 2 says that Jesus Himself is the propitiation for our sins. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. That, that's a word that we hardly ever use in our English language today. And only a couple times is, is it even used in the Bible. But uh, propitiation. The New Living, 
New Living Translation says, Jesus Himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. So propitiation means a sacrifice that has atoned for your sin. Atone means to cover over so that it is completely gone. So Jesus sacrificed His life at Calvary so that the wrath of God that was against us as sinners would now be placated, would now be soothed, and now anyone that's in Christ Jesus no longer has the wrath of God against them because all of our sins have been covered over. There is not one drop of wrath or anger that God has towards you because you are in Christ and Jesus is the propitiation for your sins. He is the sacrifice that atones and covers for your sins. This word propitiation is actually very close to, although it's pulled from the Greek, it's very close actually to the Hebrew word for mercy seat. Uh, the mercy seat, of course, was on top of the Ark of the Covenant, and it was the covering. It's where the high priest would sprinkle the, the blood, and it would bring atonement and covering for sin. Praise the Lord. So my friends, anybody that puts their faith and trust in Christ is able to receive what Jesus did for the whole world. They were able to receive it by faith and receive eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is propitiation for your sins. And we're going to take, we're going to take communion now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Be careful at what you look at. Be careful at what you allow to come into your ears. There are some things you can't help but see, but there are many things that you certainly can. There are some things you cannot help but hear, but there are many, many things that you can avoid. Sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Be selective at what you allow to come into your heart. Praise God. Father, we just thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. It is now set apart. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Father, we receive the body of Christ now. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. In other words, get out of Babylon. Get out of all that crazy stuff. Drinking parties and social drinking parties and all these crazy things that Christians, even God's own people, get themselves caught up in. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. Don't even touch it. And the Lord says, I will receive you. And He says, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So, Father, we thank you for your promises. We like it. We're excited about it. We thank you for sanctification and separation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, we now receive the blood of Christ. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know that some Christian songs can even be sensual? If you look on the internet and you see some of the modern uh, 
pop music that's the contemporary Christian music a lot of times the rhythms and even if, if there's like a video to it you watch the people dancing you watch the musicians dancing and I tell you what sometimes it doesn't look any different from a nightclub just change the words and you've got the same atmosphere of a nightclub so that's what I'm saying there there is a sensuality in the world and what the devil does trying to operate as an angel of light He'll try to bring that same spirit into the church if he can do it. He'll, he'll try to bring that same spirit into the church of sensuality. So know that that's what he can try to do. Just because it has a, a, a wonderful sound or the singer has a beautiful voice or whatever the case might be does not mean that the anointing of the Spirit of God is on that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a lot of... There's a lot of times in worship where people think just because there's excitement, the Spirit's moving. Well, no, a lot of times that's just the flesh of people trying to get other people worked up, shouting and screaming and all of, all of that stuff, but the Holy Spirit's not on it. Praise God. We want the flow of the Holy Spirit to be established in our lives and in our churches. Praise the Lord. My friends, let there be a holy separation. Glory to God. And you know, when the lost... When the lost sinners are tired of sin, you know, so many times they just get fed up with sin, all the, uh, the, the darkness and the depths of sin, and they are looking for the light. And I believe that we can share the light with them. We can share the blood of Jesus with them. That We can share how Jesus laid His life down for them at Calvary, and all they have to do is put their faith and trust in Christ. So we are the guardians of the truth. Praise the Lord. We are the ones who have the answers that the world needs. And in Christ, there is happiness and peace. Praise the Lord. Well, my friends, thank you for joining me this morning. I look forward to seeing you back next time. I'm going to jump back to my writing. Until then, you have a wonderful day. I'll catch you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.